Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Special attacking scrum podcast. What a day for it! I sent out a a bit of a, an optimistic text earlier in the week saying I think we should do a podcast on Wednesday. And what a day for rugby it's been! We've had uh, an unofficial test match. We've had the Pro 14 teaming up with Jay Z to promote the uh, the new United Rugby Championship. Uh, with but is that even registered in the, in the news of the day? <laughs> oh, it does to me, mate. Because all I all I've got in my head is a picture. The comedy value, obviously. All yeah. I've got in my head is a picture of Jay Z and his entourage turning up at Rodney Parade, and some of the regulars telling him <laughs> in the Hazel stand telling him to piss off because they're stood in their spot, you know. <laughs> yeah, or getting tangled up in the dog track in Galway, <laughs> like uh, Bundy Aki was on about before kickoff tonight. <laughs> No one told me there was a dog track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that's, that's the. Dream. In my eyes, is is a plus a dog track? As, as you know. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Those those grounds. It is one of those that I need to tick off the list. Actually, Galway, because it, it's just like, it's the great leveler, isn't it? You know, the fact that you can you can turn you could, the the All Blacks could turn over there, turn up over there and lose nine six to Connacht if it was one of those howling windy nights. <laughs> you have yeah, yeah. to guarantee it's going to be a, a, a one of those nights, though. You know, you go, no, is the weather okay? Yeah, I'm not going. You, yeah. <laughs> only it's only if there's a horizontal rain yeah. and every kick is just a, a complete loss. Yeah, I'm, I'm only interested in being over there in those scenarios, but. Uh, but look, if the weather turns out good, you just stay in town because it's a great, I have been. It's a great have town. Have you? Yeah, I'm, I haven't been to the ground. I've been to the racetrack, actually. Um, horses, but I didn't stop at the sport. They call it sports ground, mm. don't they? Uh, it didn't go there. It was summertime, so there was no. But um, if you decided not to go to the actual game, don't worry. You'll have an amazing time in Galway. And on the land. just you, wherever you are in Ireland, the quality of Guinness is just so much better than you can get anywhere else. That, yeah, quite. And quality of pub. A lot of the pubs there, they're like a normal shop front, and then as you go in, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So in the end, you're in a three-story pub, which is just spreading out all over the kind of back of the shops that you've just walked through, if you know what I mean. So, and one of them, uh, there's a famous one called the King's Head. Maybe the King's Head in Galway, named the King's Head because. It was owned by the guy who chopped off Charles the first head. <laughs> I believe uh, I might have my. I'm not. I don't give a monkey's about royalty, and especially not history. But it was one of the kings who was beheaded. When he returned to his hometown of Galway, they gave him a pub. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. I think we'll have to we'll have to put that on the list. I would love to do to record a show from there, 
before going yes, and watching uh, before going and watching. Oh, did you? Yes, please. Yeah. I mean. So Jay Z, if <laughs> yeah. after after the pandemic, yeah. Jay Z, <laughs> if you're listening. We are without you. We have ten million listeners to this podcast every single week. So if you want to, uh, if you want to bring us on board with Rock Nation, uh, why does part of me think that Rock Nation is far more interested in Sia Khalise than Hallam Amos? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical. It's an amazing thing, though, isn't it? I, really, I is. did not see this one coming. Like I said, I've I've often thought that uh, that it's going to be interesting to see how CBC get us out. You know, kind of make any money out of this league and then to see a deal with Rock Nation. Anyway, we should talk about the Lions because this is, uh, I mean, this has been just an astonishing day and a very, very interesting game of rugby where I think we learnt an awful lot. And also, Alan Wynne-Jones is heading out to join the Lions after, what, 17 days since he dislocated his shoulder. So, uh, yeah, an incredible, incredible day for rugby. But Let's take a look at the game. It's the first defeat for the Lions against the inverted commas South Africa A. Murph, you text at half-time and said it was utter garbage. Uh, anything in the second half to, to make you feel a bit more optimistic? Uh, well, the South Africa A uh, tired a little bit second half, so the, the Lions came back into it. But, I mean, I hope... I've said this loads of times, actually, with Warren Gatland as a Lions coach and as, and as Wales as coach. I hope they were trying not to show their hand behind. And quite often it turns out they weren't. Because they, they, weren't they weren't hiding anything at all. But, I mean, the, the only like tactic seemed to be uh, uh, try uh, and get a penalty advantage. And then if Farrell, if he ever managed to get any quick ball, Farrell's going to go across field. It's a little bit like watching... Um, Eddie Jones is England in, in last autumn. It was a lot like that. Um, yeah, and so I mean, I I just hope they were keeping their powder dry because they don't want to go into a week Saturday having been analysed by Scott, uh, South Africa in their patterns and everything. I mean, obviously, I, I don't think I I honestly don't think Dan Bigger was injured. I just want I just think they were just covering up. Um, and hopefully, if he's there, then there's going to be a lot more going on behind because they were totally. And in, it was well, it was crash ball, wasn't it? Everything was just crash ball. I think in he, fairness, he damaged went... he damaged the sock, didn't he? I think in, in training. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, the, the South African fence is so good that it forces you into just running straight at someone because the the, the outside kind of breaks are not there. That you know the the passes to go wider, they've, they've blocked them off, so you end up coming back inside against them all the time. It's interesting well, how um, they closed the game out successfully as well. They might, they did tire, and obviously every team has a, you know, has a, a period of domination, in, even in when it's two half decent teams. Anyway, yeah. but they, how South Africa, I mean, it's just, you know, that kind of thing. The cliche at the moment is they haven't played for twenty months. Mm. So how long is it? Yeah, we're, we're going is with it? twenty months. Seems to be the common, the common currency. Okay. So they haven't played for twenty months, and we've we'd almost forgotten just how predictable and boring and steady and really just mind-numbing and depressing. But as it was, Greenwood, I think at some point just went, or oh, maybe Warburton said, you know. So what they do is they'll get a driving mall, and then they'll get they'll clear the lines, they'll get a driving mall, they'll get a penalty, they'll do this, they'll do that, and all these things, box kick, da-da-da-da-da. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. And it is, what's what's brilliant about it 
it, and it, it, even though it's it's the antithesis of every single thing it's a you know that i love about rugby is that they do it so well because mm. it's not easy to do it, it's it's it looks it's ugly and it's it's horrible but it is really hard to do and particularly in the first first 10 minutes you genuinely they were so at the races when they had the breakdown and everything they were you, just, you can't generate any quick ball against no. them it's just impossible to get quick ball and if if you do generate quick balls because no one's gone in there in which case there's 14 people hanging out anyway so it, it's just infuriating you know for the opposition fans um and then lo and behold after all say if you go if you go in the arm wrestle with them and you keep them in the arm wrestle one loose kick to Ches and colby and then, and then you're back to square one again. You're behind again. So it's uh, it is they're infuriating to play against. I do feel like this game, though, as we said on on Sunday when we spoke yesterday about kind of players playing themselves into form and putting their hand up. I feel like everything is going to be decided on this game. I don't think it really matters what happens on Saturday. I think anyone who was present during this game, or not anyone, but I think a lot of players' stock has has plummeted as a result of playing in this game. <laughs> yeah, quite yeah, a few, yeah. I think, have, have played themselves out of contention with a poor performance yeah, today. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and, a few, and those players who did stand up, their form seems solid gold based on this. And it is form. Murph, you mentioned horses in the first two minutes. You know what that does to me. But, it, but, it, but this was this is real form because... It's... Is this Foslas on a Tuesday? <laughs> no, this is not Foslas on a Tuesday. This is the... Uh, yeah, this is the... This is like the. This is Galway races. Uh, the <laughs> Galway plate. This is. This is like this is like the. Yeah, this is the. You know, this is uh, this is the King George. I think this one. It was. Um, it was big. It was big today, and I, I think a lot of players will come down to like the individual elements. But I felt like the halfbacks had stinkers. Uh, you know, I think I think Conor Murray had a. Had a pretty. He did some nice stuff where he stepped. You know, when he received the kicks and stepped and showed some stuff, but he kicked the ball far too far too much and far too ineffectively at nine Owen Farrell had an awful game and uh and you know like I say I'm not I'm not one of these who likes to bash Farrell for the sake of it but he was charged down it showed a lack of imagination it showed that he is not a, a lion's test 10 no, for he's the done. series he's done it's over the, 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 <laughs> it's, it's game over I, mean, I I I don't I don't I don't say that with Welsh eyes or anything it just looked like a if if that was I think that was Gatlin's, if 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 Murphy's right, then that was Gatlin's ace card he just played. Yeah, and at the same time, I think South Africa have done the same thing because if there is any chance that Andre Pollard is fit, he will be playing ten yeah. for South Africa rather than a thirty-six-year-old Mornay Stain. And so I think, yeah, again, a little bit of a little bit of phony war into the mix. Um, but yeah, I, I also felt like we were saying again on Sunday yesterday how much talent there is in the back three. And I felt like Lewis Rees-Samit wilted. Not wilted, that's not that's perhaps not the right phrase, but I think he found out how tough it is playing against Cheslin Colby and um, and just generally against the Springboks. It was a tough after, well, a tough evening for him. Even, you know, even the, uh, the one where he popped it inside to Curry, I just feel like you're the fastest... You know, you're the fastest player on the pitch. That was a surprise. I know it's Cheslin Colby, but back yourself. You've got so much confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I, Just go. I didn't. Um, 
I didn't buy into that one. The, the commentator picked it up in the straightaway, but if you watch the replay, it was like Kobe stood right in, on top of him in no space. So there was there was no foot race to be had. One, he said he didn't back himself to take Kobe on, but there was no there was no issue. If he went forward, Kobe was stood right there. But he, so he, but he's probably he was either trying to step him in a phone box, which is not his not his game. That's Kobe's game. Or offload, and he went for the offload. It wasn't a case of him turning down the offload. Well, I don't think it was a proper right. offload. I think you've got. To, I think. You, oh, no. I think you've got to take him on, properly commit, and look to fend him. Uh, and yeah. if you don't, then you've got the offload option. He cut inside, and I don't know. I'm with uh, whichever commentator it was. I'm guessing Greenwood, but I just think there. No, it was the actual commentator, the uh, Irish guy, yeah, McNamara. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think there. It looked like it was. I don't know, Murph. You you might be right right on this one, but well, I'm not I'm not defending LRZ. I thought he was poor. I thought his ex- inexperience showed. It showed, tonight. yeah. I think it showed a bit. Tonight. Just that one instant, I thought he didn't actually <laughs> he didn't actually have anywhere to go. Yeah. The commentator gave a false impression. I thought of it, um, but generally he was poor. There was a few. I mean, you mentioned Darwin Farrow. I thought Elliot Daly until the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. He was pretty poor. He coming off a uh, Liam Williams. Liam Williams, you don't know uh, and. Uh, that brings me back to one of my uh, bugbears from the game was, you know, the thing where French TV directors won't give you all the angles if it's a bit of foul play. Yeah. Like when Chris Harris got absolutely smashed before Liam he gave Williams. the ball to... Yeah, Liam Williams getting taken in the air, clearly, in the, in the, in the, first, and then on the first kick we, of the game. I'm still waiting now by year to see every player. I thought, like, you know, the Sky Studio might want to look at it because he's concussed and gone. And if that concussion goes wrong, you, you, won't, you won't come back for next Saturday. It also, so, it also um, helped the fact we had a... We never saw anything to do with that again. We had a South African referee. It's like the 70s, you know, yeah. it's like... Well, I don't, I, I don't mind it in this game. I know, and I know, and I know the circumstances are different, yeah. but he refed it yeah. like, a, like a South African in the 70s. You know, he, did, he yeah. was very quick with the fact to clear it once again. Oh, there's no contact to the head. Let's move on. And then it was yeah, the TMO saying, yeah. go right. and have another look at it. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think it would have been, I think if, I think it I would think have been if, a harsh uh, red, but I've seen him given. Yeah. I think if it, it was when he was talking to the TMO that he had to be more even handed because every time he did that, Wayne Barnes is stood next to him. Oh. He's having to justify everything then, you know. But the re- rest of the time, in kind of uh, normal play, and he's making decisions himself. I mean, they get away, we know they get away with murder to break down. So. Yeah, absolute murder. Like the amount of players who are flying yeah. off their feet and being taken yeah. out left, right, and centre. Reminded me of it's Ireland. It's a it's a classic sort of you know Ireland, Ireland all over again. Yeah, yeah Ireland well, at home. Yeah, Exeter is a good comparison as well. They 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 jip you all the time at the breakdown. Obviously, if you if you're set up, and what they do is grab someone who's at the front and then drive them around the side. Go right around the side with the guy they picked up and drop him on the scrum half. Um, to me, that should be you know corporal punishment, that kind of thing, because it, it, it does nothing. It does nothing for the spectator or, or anyone who's paying to see that game, unless you're an extra fan, obviously. But um, I, I, there's a there's a lot that they this, the kind of the side entry thing is going to be massive in this in this series. I think there were a few uh, even before. even Faf when he went he flew in to the side at one point and then raised his arm to the referee as if to say I didn't really mean that and they played <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I, I wasn't really subtle enough then, ref. Sorry. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. it. I'll get it. I'll get it better next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The ref, the the cap, the, the director generally was a bit like a French uh, French director where there was there were kind of balls in the air and suddenly the camera I don't know oh, it was awesome. Cam- camera four. Oh, hang on they well, got they were a using the of... spider weren't they the spider cam 
to follow up and unders. Mm. And it, it's just like, uh, it was like watching a Michael Bay movie. Just, <laughs> everything was going off, and, off fucking screen. And there is nothing worse than watching a Michael Bay movie. Watching, Ex- exactly. watching yeah, Exeter yeah, yeah, yeah. is preferable yeah. to watching a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, watching The Greatest Showman is worse than watching a Michael... Going back to um, Exeter, the, the Lions were playing like Exeter. Pick and go, pick and go, pick and go. There was a great tweet during the rounds. I think it was... Is it Jason Large or Jason... I, I think it's Jason something or other, but he's a, a very good... Um, very good droll uh, pundit on Twitter. He said, oh, now I know where I've seen this game before. It's Exeter versus Exeter. And it was a lot <laughs> like that, actually. You know, that yeah. we know South Africa are going to play like that, but really that's mm. kind of what the Lions tried to do. And um, I thought there were some really big things that we learned out of it. One is that we're going to need to fix the breakdown. Whether or not Gatlin played his, you know, played a dummy with his, by putting Farrell at number 10 is irrelevant because if, if, if a pack turns up and the breakdown, not even a pack, if the breakdown is like it is in the first half of that game, we'll lose the test series, you know, regardless of how much South Africa are lacking in match fitness. That That's the big area that needs to be addressed for me. Yeah. Where, where, did, where did it all go wrong, do you think? I, I think part of it is that you've got, you've had three, how many games? We get well, four games now, haven't we, where... We've not had the the standard of opposition that's needed. Now Japan, you could argue is, but we know that you can just you, with a, a team as big as the Lions, you can dominate them physically. Then we've played the Sharks twice, which has been largely meaningless, and the the Golden Lions, which was a completely pointless exercise. Now you're going into playing that side is basically a Springbok side, you know. Wales have played Springbok sides way weaker than that in full full blooded test matches, so we weren't up to the up to scratch there. Now whether or not it's just a bit of ring rustiness and having not played together, I don't know. But they they need to get that right in the next in the next ten days. Whether it's but on with regard, but with regard to the back row, we were they're not far off the back row that we'd want want to play off in the first test. No, I right? thought Navidi was quiet and. Um, a lot of people thinking Hamish. But I, I tell you what was weird. Before the game, Sam Warburton was saying that's pretty close to a test match backline with Farrell. Yeah, it's certainly not. I mean, I can't think that any... I mean, I can't think anyone thinks Owen Farrell is starting at 10. You know, or anyone that's... <laughs> I can't think. I don't think, An- I don't think Andy. Fa- I don't think Andy Farrell is thinking that, <laughs> or, or even Eddie. Um, I don't think. And like uh, both playing well on this tour, but I don't think Bundyaki and Chris Harris have got any understanding either. Nine, ten, tw- nine, ten, twelve had very, very poor. I thought uh, both halfbacks played poorly. I thought Aki was largely anonymous. I thought Harris acquitted himself well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, obviously there was no linker. No, there was no linker, and or, or, or even ten thirteen. There was no, no linker. There was nothing. Yeah, but that's where that's where all the problems of the back started at ten. I mean, I I'm even. Even given Connor, I'm even given Connor Murray a free pass compared to, you know, everything went wrong from ten. I mean, the delivery to ten wasn't great either. But, but what I mean is the, you know, what are you saying back row wise? Are you just saying? I don't think it's I just mean, back. Curry's, I don't think Curry's it's back, back row. Yes, I think it was a whole 
a whole one to fifteen issue that we did not clear out quick enough. We okay. we did not right. commit enough okay. people to the breakdown, and we let the and like we say, they get away with murder. So you have to combat that. Um, and I think yeah. it was interesting in that regard. But that's going to be something that all the coaches are going to have to get to grips with now. Is how are we going to beat them at the breakdown? Because you can't get away with that uh, no. in a in a test match. But yeah, back row wise, um, I thought I think Curry is. Is probably still is probably favourite for seven now. I, I thought he had a I thought he had a good game, and there were a couple of going, a couple of turnovers that could have gone his way as well as the stuff that he did in the loose and um, and all the tackles and and everything else he got through. Toby's nailed on at eight, a hundred percent, and then I think it's probably Tyke Byrne at six for me at the moment. No Hamish. I like Hamish a lot, but. I, I think that Curry is one of those players whose stock rose from being at being on the pitch and putting in a good performance tonight. Whereas you look at Hamish's best form and it's a bit not his best form, but his best form on this tour is Foslas versus what <laughs> versus what tonight was. And so I like I like Hamish a lot. I, and I've got no problems with either of them starting, but I think if you're going for a safe if you're going for the safe bet, it's picking Curry over Hamish. At seven. At seven. And then, and then Tig. I thought Falatel was one of the... I know he came off early, but I thought he's one of the few quality performances, along with, say, Maruatoje. Yeah. He just injected pace when he had to, Toby, and then it was almost like he kept his powder dry a little bit, came off early, and... Um, you know, yeah. I, had that, I had that dubious um, front row theory that Gatland had deliberately chosen that front row because it wasn't going to be the front row that was going to play the first test how how much do you think that was when jones starts when jones starts 100 percent. the scrummage the scrummage went well that big that big scrum it, on our own line is enough well, it to did get it jones against, the, against the guy who started tight head for south africa a he had him on toast but once they took him off and then it was vincent cock and kits off then we didn't really have the nudge on him as much. No, but that was, um, that was Mako on for the bulk of that, wasn't it? Towards the end, yeah. Who I thought, but, but Mako came on we, after about 50 minutes, didn't he? I can't remember now, but... Oh, when Jones hit his shoulder when he scored a try. When he scored a try. Yeah. But, but that said, so, I thought Mako was brilliant in the loose. And I think I, th- yeah, I think was. I think Mako will come on and I think when Jones will start. As brilliant as Sutherland has been on this tour, it's been against Bobbins. Yeah, I wouldn't argue. wouldn't argue. I'm just making the point that come, come next Saturday... It'll be Malherbe starting. Yeah, which is a different a different story. Yeah, but, and then Kits off coming off the bench. But more was, to the point, is, is there a better loose head scrummaging so, on this tour than uh, than Win Jones? I don't think there is. The guy the guy scrummages, he's got farm strength, which I've talked about before, is something you cannot coach. And no. uh, you sound like a, a Neath fan from the nineteen eighties. <laughs> Brian yeah. Williams. Yeah. The whole of Pembrokeshire was supporting me. Did, yeah. did he or did he not have farm strength though? That's the point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had several, several farm strength. He did. <laughs> yeah, but but I think yeah. Look, you know, looking at that, we know we know how good a player Mako Vanapola is. And again, I thought he showed that today. Actually, I thought it was one of his best international performances in a long while. Yeah, but it, it's not it's not his scrummaging that's the strength, and you have to get that right against South Africa. So I think it'll be him. And do you know what? Strangely, to go back to your point, Yestin, I think Sinclair is probably the best scrummaging tight head on this. And again, I know nothing about scrummaging, but I've heard it from from Adam Jones, who knows a lot more about scrummaging than, than I do. And I know he's got a vested interest because he's his protege. But I also know that he 
genuinely believes he's a better scrummager than uh, uh, than than Tyke Furlong is. I think you have to play Tyke. I think you have to start Tyke because again, to go back to that breakdown, having a player like him smoking players at the at the breakdown will will help a lot. But if you're looking, it's on probably that, it's probably those two in the twenty three. I mean, yes. Ferguson have been just okay, and uh, that's that. And then, what about Cowan Dickey coming on as well? I mean, obviously, Lions did improve in the second half, but when he came on, do you think he had any impact at all? I don't know, but I think Jamie George starts, personally. I think, again, he's one of those where his stock rises by not being out there tonight. Um, (laughs) But but not that that Ken or Cowan Dickey had particularly bad games. But again, you know, I think if you look at needing to get things right up front in terms of scrummage and line out, I think George is the safest option. And then you pick one of the others as as impact. I worry about Cowan Dickey. I really worry about the fact that he's even out there. I don't I'm not a doctor, but the the fact that he's out there after after such a severe blow to the head worries me. Yeah. And they've called out another they've called out another hooker, which Gavin says is not as a result of injuries, but Mm. that in itself is a little bit worrying, I think. Yeah, I so never he, even considered that. No, I, I, I didn't mention who was he cover for, which individual hooker. Well, on on comms tonight, they seem to say that it wasn't. It was just general cover because they were all fully fit. And I'm, look, I'm sure that I'm sure that is the case, but it is it, it, it's a little bit alarming if he's passed all the protocols based on on what he's been through, Kawadiki and. It is because after this, they're only after Saturday. They don't play in one game a week. Yeah, it's not as if you've got to you've got to fill out the dirt tracker squad for the rest of the tour. That, that's an unusual thing now because normally the the selection now for Saturday would basically tell you what the t- test team is because yeah. then the rest of the boys are playing Tuesday or Wednesday, and that's the dirt tracker side. And anyone who starts in that has got no it's chance got no of starting three or four days later. But we have because of the mental way the world is now in the pandemic. There is no midweek next week, or the week after, the week after. So you can still be in Saturday, this Saturday against the Stormers, is it? Stormers. Stormers. And and then still and then still make the following. So it's in a way it's less scrutiny of the side that starts on Saturday. It would normally, I mean, it would tell you, it would tell you at least thirteen of the starting test normally on a on a regular tour. Yeah. Would so, you, um, in retrospect, would you quite fancy playing playing South Africa A again on Saturday? If uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, I think as, as... Uh, this is a podcast, everyone, but they're shaking their heads. <laughs> yeah, it's a good job. It's well, a good job I yesterday mean, to administer proceedings. It's like a, that tonight was a little bit like everyone sizing each other up in a bar before they go outside for a fight. You know, it's just a softening up, softening up process, ready for next week. I think. I, it, that's um, a great. That's a great analogy. I do. Fantastic. Everyone's kind of tested each other's biceps, and now we're just going to kick off next week. So the, um, the problem for me with this whole game. It's was, like living. Sorry, it's like living in a very small village where it's going to. It's going to happen week after week after week, <laughs> yeah. whether it's in the car park or the bar. It's <laughs> yeah. like it's like living in Pen Clouds for those who <laughs> for those who are from Swansea or the Gower Peninsula in in the nineteen eighties. Obviously, is that is that it? Yesterday is that te- yeah. test one is in the bar, test t- test two is in the car park. I don't know where to. I don't know what the venue for test three is. Well, Penclaus used to come to Mumbles and just put table, put put people through windows and stuff every now and again when they got bored of beating each other up. So they used to go on like a kind of jolly to Mumbles and just beat the <laughs> shit out of us. 
Oh, there we are. I do. I do feel like we, we were saying this earlier. Is this tour was crying out for a proper hard tour game, which this was, which is great. But mm. it's a bit frustrating that you needed ten of the World Cup winning squad in order to make it a competitive fixture. I just like that again. It goes back to our point that we had last week: is what is the future for these tour games for the Lions and. I think back to some of those previous games. You know, it's different in New Zealand because they have the strength in depth. I just feel like it would have been much better to be playing a genuine South Africa side tonight or to be playing a, um, I don't know, the Blue Bulls with their spring box in the squad, if not exactly. if not in the yeah. 15. And I, I get pushed close yeah. before the test starts. Yeah. 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 And that's uh you know, that's that's the important thing. You know, Lions have lost big tour games before and it's been it's it has been a turning point. You know, Transvaal in ninety five and, and, and they they rallied around and went to win that series. Uh Australia A in two thousand and one and and that's where you started to see the cracks appear and eventually the wheels came off. New Zealand Maori in 2005 and then the wheels really came off you know these these are those games that like they're the they're good proper tests whereas I don't know at the moment that feels like it's the I unless I'm proved wrong on Saturday but that feels like it's the only proper warm-up game that we're going to get and it's it's then into the test which will be the same the same size I said to you guys it feels like when the when the Australian cricket side comes over to play the Ashes it would be like playing a four-day game against Derbyshire and they've all of a sudden gone oh yeah Ben Stokes has joined us on loan and so's uh you know and so has Joe Root and uh Jimmy Anderson and Joffre Archer and you just think well it, it, it devalues the test series because that's what you want is you you want the you want you want a smattering of of those test players in there you don't want them all playing together because it, it what that was a South Africa that was a test match South Africa side tonight I mean, yeah. Murph knows way more about this than I do. Do you think, Murph, that it would have taught South Africa anything from their perspective rather than ours? Well, it was the only way they were going to get a hard run out before the Test Series. They played Georgia, didn't they, I think? And, um... But do you think that it would have made their minds up about selection or about players, or are they just going to be...? I, I, I think they I think they already made their mind up. Uh, you know, like um, the old guy won't start at 10... It, It'll probably be um, uh, is Pollard fit? Yeah, yeah we were saying this while you were chatting to your wife, Murph, and you're on mute. Um, but yeah, we were saying that it will be at ten. You know, as long as Pollard is fit, it will be Pollard over um, over Stain. And there's another there's another outside half in the squad, and then obviously the, the you know the tight end won't be the guy that started tonight. It'll be Mal Herbert or right. uh, Vincent Cock, and just one or two. But on the whole, I mean, that's it, isn't it? That, that's uh, and and you know, it is like the twenty month thing. It is like they've been in cryogenic freeze and just come straight out with their World Cup form. I mean, they weren't quite on that tonight, but the, the, everything was in place. You know, it's like nothing had changed, nothing had moved on. They were all in that, and that is, in a way, it's a hell of a coaching performance to just bring them out and they're all in the groove straight away, ready to that, kick off even harder next week. That that um. It seemed like 10 minutes, or it was probably only five or six minutes when the Lions camped on the South African line with two South Africans in the bin. See, <laughs> yeah. That did seem like I, I, I'm glad, I'm glad the Lions did, you know, I'm glad that through hook or 
by hook or by crook that they got back into the game in the second half. But at, at, to do that just before half time, you just felt that that was like, oh my god, then they're never going to concede a try ever. No. Warby mentioned it on on comms though as well. It's like, why would you not take a scrum? I know, like often scrums can be a lottery. But where you've had where you've had most of the decisions go your way, and they've got two players in the bin, why would you not go for a scrum, tie the men down into there, and just either try and get a nudge on or get it out, and you've got a, you've got a simple overlap. I, yeah, that that one baffled me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They just seem to. I, I hope, and it, I hope it is the case, and they just seem to want to try and soft batter them and soften them up. But I don't think South Africans work like that. I think they loved it. Yeah, like if it's Australia, I get that. But South Africa, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you, like you said, you know, Murph, when we were talking about squad selection months and months and months ago, you went, "That's why James Ryan is not the ideal tourist for here because no. you try." And they're still talking about that now, by the way. Yeah, and you try, <laughs> you try and go and rough South Africa up, and if you can't match them, and very few can, particularly in the second row, because they are made of different stuff. That's yeah. where that's where things come unstuck, and I, I felt like that was a bit. Yeah, I don't. Either it's not showing your card until the test match, but it also just felt a little bit like it was poor captaincy. Well, we didn't see um, RG Snyman or uh, oh god, the fourth guy, uh, Lou Diaga. We didn't see either of them. To I mean, they could be keeping them in reserve, and they're both bloody huge. So you know, yeah, you've been going on about these South African second rows yeah. for, for for weeks, and that you're right. Murph completely, but they that do you think what about the where does it leave the Alan Wynn flying out? Blah blah blah. Obviously, it's just such a beautiful narrative again for the for Sky and stuff. While you spun yeah. that beautiful narrative, and I can see Murphy's champing at the bit. No, no, we're, we're fine. We're gonna, we're <laughs> gonna take a very quick break. <laughs> Just before the break, we left you on that massive cliffhanger of exactly where exactly where the Alan Wynn narrative meet, leaves team selection. And there's only one man in the whole of Wales we'd want to answer that, and that is the mighty Murph. Well, from Sky's point of view, as you were before the break, it, it is like he's dived through a bloody phone box, you know, and got changed and come out. Uh, and he's, he's, got to, he's got to have minutes on Saturday. You can't... I mean, you, you would, you know whatever the time frame works out so in a normal year, you would, you would give him uh, a half on Saturday and then possibly come off the bench on Tuesday as well to make sure he's flipping speed, but they haven't got that luxury. So um, going back to the South Africans, I was going to mention that the small, the relatively small South African lock is Franco Mostert. He looks much bigger oh. than he did two years ago. He, he's been in Japan, left Gloucester, been in Japan. And his arms are now huge. And so he used to be the slightly built of of the four and yeah, you you and me are looking at like uh Cheslin Colby's step and all the drooling and <laughs> while while Murph is looking at Franco Moster's well, biceps. Basically. Well his arms, that's, his arms that's, are bigger. That's how his, this pod works, right? <laughs> his arms are bigger, his nose is bloody flatter. Did you notice that? That's further across his face than it was before. I mean he just he, he was when he was uh, first at Gloucester he looked like he was Touch and go whether he should have been a surfer because he was so good looking, but all that's gone now. He looks gnarly as fuck, and uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, 
like I say, he was a lightweight option, but I don't think he is anymore. He's matured. But they're not, again, to go back to the farm strength thing, it's like there is a farm of South African second rows. They just wheel them out and they're all hard as nails and you just can't, you can't mess about with them. Like you, you, they, you can't physically intimidate them. One thing, I'll give you a ray of hope and that's that I thought, particularly the second half from Otoji, I thought he was excellent and a couple of those refereeing decisions were were a little bit schneid, which I think is encouraging. If he gets on the right side of the ref in the first test, they'll start to they'll start to worry, particularly when it comes to to Fafta Clerk, because if he can get to him, then that that's a that's a big concern. But Adam Beard off the bench was was outstanding, and again he gave away one penalty, but the. The defence of the driving mall, it, it nullified South Africa's driving mall. And like we've said, it's such a big, important part of the game now that, I don't know, I th- he's stuck his hand up for a, for a test place for me. I, I, think, I think he's at least played under the 23 myself. I do. That's what I was leaning towards, really, to mm-hmm. see whether you thought that Henderson, because it, is it Henderson, Alan Wynn, Adam Beard and Itoje and... I'm interested to know whether you th- really think that Itoje can ever get on the right side of the ref. I hate to say it. I, <laughs> I do. I've seen. I've seen it happen. I. I okay. I think, fine. I think he's. You know. I think he's class. To be honest. I, think, I do too. Yeah. I, what I'm saying is that almost like refs are looking for him to. It's on. Do it's on vote wrong. now, isn't it? To to say that Itoje gives away too many penalties and yeah, and, and and that is that is the way he plays, but. No, I, I don't blame Itoje at all. It's more like what people's perceptions of Itoje is, really. Uh, you know, I think he I think he was... Yeah, I agree with you totally. I just... Do you pick Alan Wynn and Itoje in the first test today? I'm worried about Alan Wynn's fitness. I think yeah. that, like Murph says, he needs minutes on Saturday and he'll also need... I, I, it might take a bit more than that. I would be surprised if he's in the 23 for the first test. Don't know. What do yeah. you reckon, Mev? I, I think these, <laughs> I was going to say dirty, but they're not dirty. These these ruffians from South Africa. Yeah, they're not dirty. You're right, actually. No, they're, they're not just dirty. Up. I think the first thing he'd do is grapple him on his bad shoulder, bend his arm around the wrong way a little bit, drop him on it a few times. And see if he is, you know, fully fit as everyone's did you see? Did you notice that Faf kicked straight to Anthony Watson as soon as he got up and he was not injured anymore? They went, <laughs> okay, let's see how you go now. Yeah, it, was just, it yeah. was just exactly how you, you know, it's it's like watching an, a class football team going, okay, the left winger, the, you know, the, the left back's just got up from an injury. Let's go and attack that side. It was just class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In an evil way. Yeah, it, it, it's and the same analogy is like boxing when someone's right eye is Going swelling up. Cut, yeah, you keep punching it, you know. So um, yeah, uh, to continue. I, I, I still, I, I know. I don't know if I actually haven't been uh, as anaraki about this tour as I normally would be because I, like I mentioned, I, I buggered up my subscription. I, I subscribe via Now TV and not through my. TiVo box, so now I can't freeze and slow mo all the bits I want. You know when sometimes something happens and you go, "Hang on, what did I just see?" And then I you, I can accurately replay it on my TiVo, but you, I can't do that on on demand on here. So I haven't studied as hard as I normally would. So therefore, I don't know why Courtney Laws is not in the mix. I would say, yeah, I would. I think he's got. A, I think he's got a 
big shout still like I, I, it's one of those positions actually that like we're saying it's so important who you pick. Well, if Alan Wynn doesn't you know, and I don't think Henderson Henderson wasn't bad tonight but I don't think what he's a South Africans no I, and I really like Henderson you, you know we were saying yes and I was saying on, on Sunday I think what an underrated player he is and he does do so much work but the strength that the Lions have out there in the second row is massive and I thought again to go back to genuine bits of form Beard's form was massive tonight Itoji's second row form was massive tonight mm. Henderson's wasn't Henderson's form was last week just, it was last. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just okay Yeah, and then you've got Alan Wynn into the mix as well whether he's going to hit the ground running or I don't know but you know you've got three you've got, you've got three there that we've just mentioned without Alan Wynn being involved you know at a beard possibly on a bench so I mean, do you start with Laws and Itoji then? I think I, I think I would I, I mean it take the it take all the pressure off the line out if you've got Courtney Laws in the middle and, mm. and uh, it told you down the front and possibly, possibly Tiger in the back. Six, yeah. mm. um, but I mean, we, you, you've got to you've got to combat their rolling more because it's going to come for they're going to come for you in in that part of the game. So is that part of Laws's game that that people underestimate maybe as well? I think they do. I think his tight work is massively underestimated. Actually, I think he's. He can swim through. Yeah, he can swim through. He can do that kind of anchor role where he just, you know, stops a bit of momentum that they get. I think, yeah, I, personally, if if Alan wins fit and fully fit and test match fit, then yes, he comes he comes in alongside the Toji. But if not, then I think it's between Laws and Beard for me. Yeah, and even if Alan Wynn gets good minutes and goes well and everything's on Dory, he still only goes on the bench next week. Yeah. You know, he's gonna. What's he gonna do? Forty, fifty minutes on Saturday at the most. And if, if that goes really well, he still doesn't. For me, my my man, he still doesn't start next week. So you've got to pick a Toje plus one, whatever happens. In my mind. Well, I think so. Uh, we're yeah. talking. We're talking. Win Win Jones allowing for his shoulder to improve. Talking with Jamie George at uh, two. George for me. Furlong for, uh, but but with Sinclair pressing him hard. Yeah, I think I think you I think you have to start Furlong, but Sinclair's on the bench and we'll we'll get half an hour. And then Itoje and one of the. So you're saying? I would probably at the moment go for Beard based on tonight. Be, can you imagine? That'd be a hell of a, hell of a general. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's a very Gatlin thing. It's, mm. uh, it's got echoes of O'Driscoll being dropped and and all this kind of stuff, isn't it? Where they kind of go, "Who is this bloke?" Kind, then, kind of, but also I think that I don't know. To me, I, again, it no, might... he looks, he looks at home. I mean, he really, really looks at home. Mm. But I, but it's just that what I'm saying is on reputation alone. Yeah. It's just a big call. Yeah, you, well, you could end up with a Toje, Adam Beard, uh, on the on the starting lineup with the captain he replaced only a fortnight ago on the bench, back in the back in the country. So I mean, who would have who would have put money on that? That is mad. And um, then you've got then you've got Curry that you're Curry at seven, Falatau at eight. And burn at six. I think burn for me. What about you, Murph? Uh, like I say, I, I haven't I haven't watched every single second of the tournament 
two or three times like I normally have. But, but I still like the idea of Hamish Watson getting underneath all those lofty South African second rows and back row forwards. I don't know. I, I think it, Hamish Watson is a better foil for Fafta Klerk than the others. Do you? But I, yeah, but I wouldn't like because uh, if you if you play if you play Curry at seven, he is a big seven. You know, he, yeah. he, he is a tank of a seven. He looked to go uh, back to our theory about players looking bigger in six, uh, big, bigger in six. Sorry, bigger in red. I don't think I'd realised just how big Tom Curry is. Again, they had that spider cam over one of the scrums. I was like, who is that giant? He looked like he looked like a second row, like from from some of those angles. Yeah, yeah, he's really thickly limbed. Um, so you know. <laughs> the, yeah. phrase. You are... <laughs> it's... not when I've ever uh, I've ever been uh, complimented I mean it, it won't be it won't be Justin Tibrick if he plays seven it won't be that he won't be offering that kind of option where he's cropping up in wide spaces and that could be like pacing the back row could be an issue because they seem to be exposing us every time we go wide at the break time because there's not enough not going to get enough men there so it's a tightrope to walk where the, obviously you need that level of strength and power and everything in there. But will that three be able to cover the five yard, well, not necessarily the five yard, but the 15 yard slots when we go attack wide and get tackled? Uh, it's hard. I mean, Hamish is better suited for that. And you could probably pick, you could probably pick a more mobile six and Tyg. Well, you definitely could pick a more mobile six than Tyg, but it's yeah. again, I I just feel like I don't know. Navidi is obviously a more mobile six than Tyg, but I don't feel like well, not just Navi- not just Navidi, but Curry, Curry at oh, six. Oh, you could have Curry at six. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and Sam Simmons also. I mean, his pace, but he's not necessarily uh, pace the breakdown kind of pace. His pace once he's got the ball in his hands kind of pace. So um, yeah, I. I I don't envy them. I, I, I mean, this tour, everyone's been kind of uh, reacting to each game and saying who's playing themselves in and out of the test team and what have you. But I honestly think this most of the selection for next Saturday comes down on what tactics they're going to play. Like uh, like I say, if they're expecting it more like tonight again, where Fafta Klerk is putting in really hotly contested kicks all the time, then it's going to be as many fullbacks on the pitch as you can get. So Hogg's going to be 15. Liam Williams, if fit, is going to be on one wing. And then Josh Adams, who's been the best winger on the tour, is going to be on the other because he's good under the high ball anyway. If, if it's not going to be kicked the leather off, then you possibly do Anne van der Merwe in his, instead of Liam Williams. But that, that is literally a tactical decision, nothing to do with anyone's performances. But and, South, and Africa aren't gonna, South Africa aren't going to play any different. No, they're not. No, well, no, I know. But not based on tonight or anything we saw in the World Cup. So and Stuart, right. Hogg, Stuart Hogg hasn't played a minute yet, has he? Yeah, yeah. Has he? he? Played, yeah, yeah, he played uh, Japan. No, he did. Uh, he was he playing for Exeter that day. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's definitely been on the pitch. Has he? Because I, I thought yeah. he's been... Yeah, the, massive, yeah, I... he had, he had the massive chase back on the, on the South African, uh, South African blindside flanker. Must have been uh, that first game then, was it? Yeah, caught him and then got up and won the won yeah. the because he's been he's been isolating for a while, hasn't he? Or in oh, right, close okay. contact or something like that. But I don't know. I, I mean, I um, I think you know, for me, I, I I think he's the ideal fifteen to play this test series. Again, if you're able to get Liam Williams on the pitch, brilliant. Likewise, mm. Anthony Watson. We, that that's what we said early in the week that I think is the best suited back three to take on South Africa. 
And based on tonight, I think that reaffirms it because... You You'd have Anthony Watson ahead of Josh Adams? That, that actually is a really close call. I think... I think Watson is a better player than Adams overall. And that's no slight on Josh Adams because I think Watson is, is a really, really class act. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. What, what do you boys think? Yeah, it's difficult because... We had all 15s, like I said, three 15s basically because Anthony Watson's played 15. And, right, Adams and, again, to be fair. Is, and, well, and Adams has shown, his, shown that he's perfectly capable of playing that position. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I think I, it I think feels should have been England's fifteen for quite a number of seasons myself. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like um, it feels like I don't know why, but it feels like Watson would be better coming off the bench than Adams. But that might not be. But that might be. I don't know why. Maybe just because of his sort of all-round game. I don't think you'd, I don't think you'd pick Adams on the bench. I think you'd pick Van der Merwe or if Daly's not in your starting lineup, you'd pick Daly as your twenty-three. I, I don't think um, I don't think any of them will because if, if we do a six-two split, there's no room. If we do a six-two six-two. Do you split, think they'll no. do a six-two split for the I've test? Gone, I've gone off that idea. I don't think they will. I think well, if it's going to be if the game's going to be played like it was tonight, you need a six-two split because it's so so much attrition on your forwards. And Man. then you have. And then you just have uh, nine and ten cover, and everyone else in the back line is uh, covering covering themselves on on, on, the, on the later on in the game. Blimey! In which yeah, in I which mean case, South Africa are going to do it. In which case, you might be looking at then to go into the backs. You might be looking at. I, I still think Farrell will start nine, regardless of the captain thing. Even if Alan Jones is fit to start, go on. Not Farrell. Murray, you mean? Start Murray, nine. sorry, Murray. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> I think Murray will start on nine regardless of the captaincy thing. I just think that... I don't think that... I, he's a better player than the other two. And I think that's what he's... I think that's yeah. what Gatlin is just hoping that he can find that that top form. And let's be honest, we're going to play a kicking game as well. So he's going to be the, he's going to be the one who gets the nod. Bigger will start 10. Yeah. I think that... Centres is an interesting one, which we'll come back to. I think Elliot Daly actually might well start 13. He's shown what's he, what he's shown is that he can slide that ball through on on the deck and turn the South African defence, which is like you you were saying earlier about the fact that they they blitz like 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 dervishes and they stop that the ball getting to the edges. You were saying Murph in the first half, particularly, weren't you? You know, yeah, that. you just end up cutting back in all the time because yeah, they blocked. But it I think Daly is the one option. In just sliding, he repeatedly shows throughout, even tonight, shows that he's got a, a kind of a canny knack of just turning the defence and it, by any means necessary. And that's one. That's the only way that they're going to beat South Africa. I think is that if they if they manage to turn them and put stick them in a corner, sort of coffin corner to stuff, you know. I think you need a match. I think you need a match winner in uh, in the centres. You look back at the again the history of the Lions, whether it's O'Driscoll, whether it's Scott Gibbs, whether it's John Davis. I think you do. You need Jeremy Guskett. Jeremy Guskett. You need match winners in there, and I think if you play Aki and Harris, or you play Farrell and Henshaw, Henshaw I think you need someone who's going to keep a defence as good as South Africa's honest in the centre. And I think that Daly is the one who can do that as much as he's shown 
I think he's shown largely positive stuff on this tour so far. He's shown some bizarre areas, like we said the other day, but I think he's getting them out of his system now. I, I think he he will keep he will keep that defence on their on their toes because you know he's got a, he's got. I mean that said, he, you know that stinking kick to uh, to Cheslin Colby tonight was was poor. But but again, it's from it's from a fullback position where I'm just going to say that. Yeah, it's his worst performance on tour, and he was at fifteen. <laughs> so, and even then, another, even then, there's another little slap for Eddie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the perfect Eddie uh, Eddie slapping um, Eddie slapping lineup tonight, wasn't it? Because you had Farrell at ten and Daly at fifteen after five minutes, mm. and he was hopeless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, he wasn't hopeless because he's still one of the things about Daly as well. Even at thirteen, is that he's no, not the bad. performance was hopeless. Yeah, 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 no, he's he's not bad under the high ball either. In, no. in, he's not like you say, not a fifth, not a fifteen. Mm. But, he could end up on the wing. But the way that the way that they South Africa kick the ball in the air, they just kick it straight up in the air. They don't even look for ten yards. It's just like lottery, 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 and they just get they play the percentages. Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? Really, it's where, it's where hopefully Dan Bigger comes in. Yeah, if he doesn't happen under a lot of the time, he gets it back himself. Well, also defending things like that will change well. change like, testing. He can, you know, when when bigger is doing that sweep in the backfield stuff, he, he he can handle the high ball so well, or he can just cover space and kick it back and won't give you an easy return. That he's he's so so important to this. And again, I think that like you boys were saying, his sock had an injury or whatever it was tonight, and and left him out because I think he's. I think he was just holding Josh's hand while his while his wife was in labour. <laughs> that sounds like a bloody awful Zoom, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, geez, I thought some of the quizzes at the height of lockdown one were bad, but watching yeah. your wife give birth over uh, over labour. I love you, a... darling. Breathe, <laughs> darling. I love you. Breathe. But I, I'm having internet uh, I connection think, issues. I think you're on gonna, mute, love. I think you're on back mute. in half an hour. The mid, yeah, the midwife sticking it on mute uh, in the in the corner. Yeah, I um, I don't know with all of that. But what about it's like what, it's like watching it's like watching your partner being tortured in a in a room on the other side of the world. Surely, <laughs> is it not? A little bit. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, let's be honest. When you're there, you're helpless. I mean, when you're actually in the room, you're no fucking use to anyone either. So, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to, I like to think it was live streamed via um via Vodafone though just as part of a sponsorship deal. You it was know, on you... Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have yeah. you um? I, I'm sure you have spotted this, but it's like shit that I got bored of a year ago. Um, let's have uh, let's have fans on Zoom behind us. Oh, no, let's please, not. let's not. And not not like a big wall of them, like. Eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> and also, who's vetting these people? Because one of them is definitely a serial killer. I won't say which one, but he is. Yeah, yeah and well, I I go back to my 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 uh, shaking head at the Quinell thing as well. Like, oh, oh God! <laughs> so so awkward. So yeah. so awkward. Yeah, I'm sure that it must be easy to do an impression of him just shouting. A load of random shit in front of a crowd in a pub. Oh, it's <laughs> just holding a lion. Yeah. 
I know it's, it kind of works when you're out there, don't you? And you have the sear red, and everyone's pissed up. And because thing is, he's doing it at half eight in the morning this time, and we're all drunk by that point. Over in South Africa or in in New Zealand or wherever, everyone's everyone's drunk over there, and it kind of works. Whereas now it's such a subdued feeling. Lions tour, it's like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like it's, it's Look, like forced got, fun stuff. It just doesn't I think they've feel got so right. much airtime, so much airtime to fill because they can't do all the just interviewing vox pops of the crowd and where they come from and where they go in and what bloody outfit they're wearing and you know what fancy dress just get, it means just they get, have to really fill work hard to fill time on sky just get brian habana speaking welsh all the time that's <laughs> that's, that's kept me entertained all week that is. <laughs> yeah they're working they're working hard for the money aren't they oh brian brian habana and sarah elgin like sarah's they're... sarah's sarah's working her guts out really mm. is yeah i know a lot, time. To, a lot to be said for that, yeah. Covering, um, yeah, covering two two broadcasters at the same time. A lot to be said for that. Like the cricket commentators, they, they, yeah. they get out the test match special box. You do the radio and straight into the TV, and <laughs> then back into, yeah, yeah. Um, so we haven't, you, you, we've all dodged the centre bullet, really, haven't we? So we're not really saying. I mean, it was again. I think you're breaking did, up. Did Robbie? Did I Robbie think you're <laughs> <laughs> Did Robbie Henshaw just have his um, his best game in a not in a Lions shirt? Is that, <laughs> is that generally what we're thinking? Is Henshaw fit? I don't know anymore because we've not that. seen a lot of him. You know, for someone who we all said was the nailed on, maybe they're they're wrapping him in cotton wool. I don't I don't know, but if he's yeah. fit, yeah, he's he's in there for me. Well, yeah, he, he'd have to be involved on Saturday. Yeah, because three three play tonight, so there's not many. There's not many centres left. Henshaw 12, daily 13 for me, if I was picking a side. And as always, we can thank the Lord I'm not. But yeah, that would be me. I don't even know. Look, like I say, it depends on what the the actual tactics will be on the day. We think it's not going to be that different from today. I hope they got something up their sleeve. I think they do, and I think that something is daily. I I think they'll go with a playmaker in midfield and, you know... I mean, Farrell at 12 will not be a playmaker. So I think you need someone who's a reliable, really strong, robust centre, of which there's loads of them, but I think Henshaw's the best. And then I think you need the playmaker outside him. So for me, that's what I'd go with. I can't disagree with that. I, I, it makes perfect sense, which is worrying, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... um. I think I think we've learned. I think we've learned that that Aki's just a bit. I don't know. It, this is harsh, but Basic. it's what the kids say these days. Basic. It's, that's <laughs> that's the worst insult ever, isn't it? Yeah. Basic. I yeah. I sometimes write I sometimes write feedback to my students, and I use the word basic. Then I have to take it out because I know that basic <laughs> just means shit in their lang in their language, and I'm not saying Aki's shit. Yeah. It's too insulting in their language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but, on his like uh, just arrived in Galway form, driving them to win the uh, league, like you, you couldn't, you couldn't handle him. You, if you stopped him, he would offload. Mm. If you managed to get hold of him, he would offload. And that element and the pace that he had at that stage as well seems to have left his left his game. So, having said that, I mean, Dialende. I don't think he was even trying that hard tonight, but he still bottled everything up. So someone's got to go toe to toe with him, and uh... and that will be the South African centres, right? It'll be those two again, the World oh, Cup, yeah. the World Cup winning twelve and thirteen, DLN Day and Am. Yeah, 
no doubt. They looked really good, didn't they? They're both, yeah, they're both class, and they really assured, yeah. You know, they're they're an understated form of yeah class as well. Do you know what I mean? You look at them and think, actually, what is it that they're so good at? And it's just basics, nuts and bolts. They don't do things wrong. They don't drop balls. They don't miss tackles. They don't lose. They don't lose any ground. Um, Ham gets on the on the end of things. Yeah, Reed, the game gets on the end of things, and that's all you need, really. Yeah. Uh, before we finish, can we talk about Wales? Let's, Murph. Because um, obviously the game... Sa- you covered it, didn't you? The game Saturday was pants. Well, you obviously haven't listened, but that's fine. I have listened because I wanted to bring up Geronimo de la Fuente. Ah! Which, which have, I... you seen, have you seen Twitter today? No, I've been... You'll like this. We have, a, we have a, um, an answer to this. So this came Well, from... my answer is love, joy, Chamatama. This uh, well, that is a great name. Our. But we were debating what does it mean, and we had a reply from a, a listener in Bogota called Tom, who said that Geronimo de la Fuente means Jerome of the Fountain. How magnificent is that? That just gets better and better, doesn't it? Yeah. He said the only one. He said the only sporting name he can think that rivals that is uh, Vincente del Bosque, which is Vincent of the Forest. Brilliant. Nice. So which one was yours, Murph? Uh, Lovejoy Chama, Lovejoy Chawatama, who plays tight dead for London Irish, um, South African, I think. Big, Lovejoy. big fans of the TV series, you know. One thing yeah, led to I mean, another. I'm president of the Lovejoy Chawatama fan club. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good player as well. He gets a little bit overshadowed by Tuasui, but um, they both got ridiculously blonde dyed beards and different things going on at different matches. I like what I like. What, I, I watched them more than I watched the rest of the London Irish side. So, yeah. Um, no, the uh, Wales team. Uh, going into two games against Argentina, I can't believe there's no stodgy scrummaging th- three in the squad. Mm. I, Is it a little bit of a myth now that Argentina are a scrummaging side? I, I felt like. It was the breakdown that we lost that on. Oh well, we didn't lose it, but it was the breakdown that was our biggest concern on Saturday over over the set piece. Is it a little bit? Of yeah, a they, myth they that did we us, obsess they, about scrummaging against Argentina. Well, they did us tactically. They they realised what we were going to do, which is play like Canetley in their prime a couple of seasons ago, where they would just try and set up, you know, wide, wide rucks, quick ball, come back the other way, and try and identify big tight heads or big whatever. And they just they just weren't having that. They they just killed everything that went out wide, but. It still felt like we were creaking all the time at scrum, um, and they were to, uh, later on they were winning penalties at crucial time, crucial times and what have you. So yeah, you're right. They're not. They're not. It's not the sole focus of everything they do like it used to be in the 80s and 90s. But they still they're still tasty, and we, we we're trying to get away with loose players like Dylan Lewis, mm. who are just going to hang in there best he can in the scrum. He's never going to be a dominant scrummager, little Lewis, but he's brilliant in, in, in over the ball and different things. But we've got no option now in the squad. From from, from memory, I can't remember exactly what it is, but he, he didn't bother with Will Griff John. No. I don't know if he's fit. I don't know if Samson Lee is fit. I know Thomas Francis isn't fit. But those two options now, which would give you a bit of platform, at least for the first hour, or, or coming off the bench maybe, to shore it up, um, they're not there. Because you've got think... Liam Brown, Dylan Lewis, and a youngster. I can't think now. 
you only pick three in the squad, and I, I can't remember the third one is, but it, it's not a stodgy scrummager. It's no Wilgriff John in there. I um I do feel like Wilgriff John is just going to be the answer to a quiz question many years down the line, which is who was the tight end who selected to play for Wales who never won a cap? And yeah. it, it does feel a little bit like that. And you're mm. right. I think yeah, he's again. You'll have watched him play a lot more than I have, Murph. But it's exactly mm. the kind of player well, you want. I, ironically, he's barely played this year because they signed Sale signed an amazing tight end from South Africa whose name escapes me but he's in the squad he's in the South African squad now I think uh, Cooney something anyway uh, and Wilgriff Sean barely made the match day 23 for months so um, they had all, I mean they I think they, uh, Sanderson had just decided well he's leaving there's no point in picking him uh, yeah. just went with that route you know so uh, he's barely featured for sale this year so um, you'd be fresh but I, why they didn't? I mean, this is this was the chance, at least against Canada, to to see if the guy is any good, like at international level. So, isn't uh, Samson back in though? Because because Tom Tom Francis pulled out. I don't think he was. I don't think he was in the squad. I'd have to look back at the squad that he picked for these three matches. Yeah. Okay. And, and when he maybe they, maybe there is someone in the squad, but when when he picked the. The front row for Canada, and then the same front row again for Argentina. I was struggling to remember a more mobile front row. The Wales, in, in recent memory, mm. the Wales have picked because you know, uh, Nicky Smith was his twinkly feet. Who, in fairness, he's put on a, a bit of bulk. Uh, Elliot D, I nearly call him Daly. Elliot D can get around the pitch, as we know, and then Dylan Lewis, who is like a a Jacqueline expert, but not a not a stodgy scrummager. And I could, I, I was only, I had to get back as far as one Waldron's niche to get a more mobile front, front row unit. Is, um, that is really mobile. And to, to go in, to go into the Argentina side with it, I thought we got, away, he actually got away with it a little bit. Because uh, that's not, that's a lightweight front row in my my books. I, I do feel like some of these things, and again, we said it on the previous part, is we we are getting away with things because we're playing against 14 men for a lot of period of time. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, like I'm, I'm still a little bit <laughs> undecided as to what Wales' best form is under Wayne Pivak. And I still think the best performance they've put in was against France in a losing cause. That's the one that holds up. I think that that and the second half against England in... Uh, in Cardiff are the ones that, that stand up. I think we were lucky against Ireland. We were lucky against Scotland. We were awful throughout the whole of the autumn. Mm. And again, it's just like, you know, we we played a 14-man Argentina. I'm really intrigued to see what happens on on Saturday and see if we can put together something that makes, that stands up. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a busy day, Saturday. I know, I'm at a sodding wedding. No way. Mm. Oh, no way. I'm anticipating the Lions game getting cancelled, which, uh, <laughs> which I've been, like I've said before, I've been to a wedding on the on the actual test, Lions test. And it's, you know, it's not, no one's fault. I mean, the, you, no one checks. You check when your your own nation is playing. You don't really check the Lions store. And uh, half, it's one of those where half the wedding reception leaves to go to the bar. It's just, yeah. And also, like, I can't, it's the worst case scenario because if you if you leave and go to the bar, you don't get to watch it properly. It's not it's not, no, and you feel guilty for doing it. Yeah, you feel guilty <laughs> for doing it, and you know you're going to get in the neck off the misses. It's not it's not really <laughs> yeah. safe. And at the same time, you know it's not a game you can avoid. It's not like it's not like oh yeah, um, you know, 
Dragons are playing Benetton this weekend, and we've won. We've won two out of the last three. You know, <laughs> knowing full well that no one at the wedding will give a shit about it. It's, <laughs> it you know, it's a lions. It's a lions test. So avoiding the result is is unavoidable. And there'd always be some knob running back and forth to tell you what the scores are, even if you decide not to go out there. Also, Someone's going to run back in and forth. So and so's done this. So and so's done that. Yeah. You can't and, you can't even record it. Sometimes, you know, in a scenario like that, and I've not been in too many scenarios like that in recent times because I do plan my diary so diligently that, you know, it would take a seriously good friend for me to lose a lion, to not watch a lion's test over it, <laughs> even this tour. Um, but at the same time, there's always someone who, like, you say, I'm avoiding the result, don't talk to me about the rugby, and they think it's fun to joke about it. And I was like, mm. I've, I've hit... I've hit men for less than that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not a fighter. But something like that, you're asking for a, you're asking for a little dig, I think. I think I've listened to a uh, a Wales game in Venice on the radio. I think that's the last time, and that was quite a long, long time ago. And it possibly was a contributory factor to my subsequent divorce. So, but. Um, <laughs> You know, a romantic weekend in Venice. Let's spend three hours. Yeah, on a gondola with a wireless. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, whatever. You know, it's that's that's the way it goes, isn't it? You know. I agree. I, I don't. I, I, well, listen. I, my good lady wife is just in the other room, and our uh, honeymoon by mistake was the Dubai Sevens. <laughs> and I arrived at it by seven, bumped into someone I used to play with, and we just went on the last all day. And Claire, she was fine with it, but we did we did have to go on another honeymoon where we actually spent time together a few months later. So Hong Kong sevens, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The following March, December. The Snelling, March. The Snelling sevens. <laughs> yeah, Newport. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Outstanding, right, lads. I think we better um, we better call it a night. There, it's been uh, yeah, it's it's been very emotional. I'm looking forward to more Lions chat uh, later on in the week. I'm also looking forward to seeing how this whole Rock Nations thing develops. Um, if you want to let us know which of the Rock Nations stable you think corresponds to which rugby team, I'd be very very keen to hear those uh, those kind of analogies. Are they, are they like trying to attract an American audience by getting Jay Z involved with the Celtic League? An audience would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> like an audience. I, what do you um, think the demographic is like? Of, you know, is is people like our age? I'm going to be drawn in by Jay Z. I'm pretty certain. <laughs> I'm pretty certain. Sia Khaleesi is uh, is part of Rock Nation. I think I'm right in saying that they signed him up after the World Cup. So my gut is that this is a play for the players. So it's like right. Actually, there's something to be to be done in rugby that is getting hold of the players and. What's the cheapest, most bobbins league that also has some good players in it? Oh, it's the Pro 14. Let's jump on board with that. But likewise, it probably works for CVC yeah. in terms of growing well, profile. They've got Cheslin Colby, Mario Atoje, Mar- Maro rather, uh, and Cozy, the most bored-looking try scorer in history. It's like, oh god, I've got to score a try now. Oh, how boring. <laughs> Khaleesi <laughs> and uh, uh, Matawira as well. So. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't. That's... It didn't feel like it was a play towards the, towards the Welsh sides, if I'm honest. But um, at the same time, look, it's I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's a bad thing, does it? 
having having someone like that involved in terms of attracting audience. I just love the thought of you know there being a crossover and it being like at a a basketball game and there's the announcer going all the way from Cardiff, London, England. It's Hanno Dirksen. Like, you know, just like trying to get, trying to get Madison Square Garden hyped up about, uh, about a pro 14 player being present. But I don't know. It Honestly, I did not see that one coming. And uh, yeah, look, Rihanna no and Aaron, Rain, Aaron Wainwright and Rihanna are on the same watch. Can't go wrong. <laughs> no one saw it coming because it, it, it won't have broken through the news. You know, no. so much going on now. So you know, Alan Wynne Jones coming, rejoining the tour, and all the other stuff, and you know, and, and Rashford, and all the everything that's happened this week is not even going to register, really. Their their roster is off the scale, though. I mean, it has dozens and dozens of artists. It's incredible, uh, music-wise, anyway. So yeah, I I think there's there's a lot of. Um, it's a it's such a you, you forget how what a powerful organization it is really that's again that's another interesting one isn't it is the thought of, of jay-z and rihanna playing Galway after uh after after conical labor to a 9-6 win over zebra with, that, with the, a little pa setup on the dog track <laughs> in the fucking howling wind yeah yeah that's gonna happen <laughs> you don't know how much rihanna loves a good pint of guinness yeah and and a bet a flutter <laughs> and going back in going back some days, it's like Gavin Rossdale at a bush is on their is on their roster, which seems like an extraordinary thing. That's yeah, that's like, that is, sticks out. Does he still exist? Yeah, that um, sticks out very strangely. There's some really weird ones. Basement from um from Ipswich, England, as they say <laughs> on their website. Obviously, I'm just reading the website. I'm, I don't Ipswich, have Ipswich, London, Ipswich, London. Ipswich, London. Christina Aguilera. Anybody? Oh, very nineties, isn't it? Well, no, there's there's lots of contemporary stuff as well. J right. Electronica, I'm a big fan of, to be fair. But um, yeah, uh, Buju Banton is definitely going back into that. Yeah, that's of... that's really the limit. Yeah. Is, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's that's niche to say the least. But it's mm. amazing, amazing. Mm. That's it. Coming to uh, coming to a Pro 14 ground near you soon. Uju Banton and uh, <laughs> Lil, Lil Uzi Vert. Oh, no. yeah. I, Megan, I, Megan the Stallion at the, <laughs> at the yeah at the next at the next Dragons home match. I also like Megan the Stallion of Foss last on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do love the thought of like all the back of just like creating backing groups that are all named after Pro Fourteen sides. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, Buju Banton and the uh, and the Benettons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, keep them yeah. coming. They were signed to Trojan Trojan Records, weren't they, back in the day? Or even Trojan Records. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Release Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to everyone for listening. And uh, if you want to leave us a review, make sure you do that on iTunes um, and. Uh, also subscribe while you're there as well because it means if we produce a little bonus podcast like this you'll get a notification uh thank you to the mighty murph a thank you to yeston george and as always a big thanks to our sponsors at so coffee trades if you want to get some great quality coffee you can do that at socoffeetrades.co.uk thanks for listening we'll be back to chat rugby with you very very soon
Sports Social Podcast Network.